It's a beautiful day at the homestead. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Tower, an insider's look into the Omni homestead. I'm your host, Jesse Bruton. Today we're speaking to John Ferguson, the executive chef for the resort, and Michael Adams, the resort's junior sous chef. Chefs, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Pleasure to be here. Could you tell us a little about yourselves? Uh, sure. I'm John Ferguson. I'm the executive chef here. I've been in the culinary field for 20 years already. I'm originally from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I, I did most of my culinary studying at the Greenbrier Resort. I've also worked in Las Vegas at Bellagio, and I've been here for over two years already. Hi, I'm Michael Adams, and I come from Meadville, Pennsylvania. I studied at the IUP Academy of Culinary Arts. Um, I've been here at the Homestead for roughly six years now. Um, I've been professionally cooking for almost 11 and it's been a wonderful time being here. So what originally drew your interest to the field of culinary arts? I've been cooking since I was about 10 years old at home with my mom and my grandma. And uh, when I got fired from coloring, I, I, you know, I, got, I was able to, uh, to cook instead. So always enjoy cooking and gardening. I got a similar story, I'd have to say. Um, I think what drew me into culinary was the magic of cooking itself. Uh, when I was like six years old, I watched uh, my mom making French toast and eggs flip out of a bowl. And that right there just drew me in. And I've always been the nose over the counter ever since. Growing a garden with my uncle, my grandma, and everyone else, and cooking from start to finish all the way through. So what drew you to the homestead? Well, for me anyway, it was the, the area. Originally, when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time at the lake fishing and hunting and walking through the woods and hiking. And this here just drew me in with that natural landscape and all the natural beauty and the foraging and everything that comes from the woods straight from the ground to the table. I've always enjoyed this part of the country as well. And I've always loved the natural beauty of the Appalachian Mountains and the magical people that live here and work here as well. Before you started here professionally, did you ever have the opportunity to visit as a guest? I did not, although I did drive by one time and, and just loved the outside of the building. No, I've actually never been here until I drove here, took five hours in, and then I've never left. So when it comes to the culinary program here, I've noticed that the menus have a specific flair. Some of the menu items aren't things that you necessarily would find anywhere else in the country. How do you guys make sure that you're getting a true taste of the place where you are? We take a lot of inspiration from the local agriculture in the area. For instance, lamb from Highland County nearby and uh, locally grown produce. Uh, we also take a lot of inspiration from the beauty of of the history of low country cuisine that stretches from this area of the country all the way along the, the eastern seaboard, all the way south towards uh, even New Orleans. But there's a specific culinary past and tradition of that style of cooking that's been a part of this country from before its inception, in fact. Along with that, I'd have to say that the people that are here really make an influence on what type of food is actually provided. Uh, what people grow and what people bring in from their own personal gardens. When you start talking about the local farmers, we can talk to them and figure out what we would like for them to grow. But honestly, it is whatever the land can actually produce. And we have to pick from the land and produce something that comes from the area to make it the freshest and the best food that we can make. On that note, I understand you guys have a chef's garden that you're cultivating here. Would you like to speak a little to that? Well, the Chef's Garden was started, what was it, last year or year before last? It's been two years now. It's been two years now. So the Chef's Garden was originally an idea for us to be able to go out and pick our fresh food, herbs, vegetables, fruits, right out of the ground that is grown right here on property. And hopefully 
well, I shouldn't say hopefully, it really does. It makes, it makes the food even better because instead of packaging and processing and putting things through the, the trucks and the stores and bringing things in from there, we're going out with our scissors and our knives and cutting it right from the ground. And it takes in that special flavor that was pulled from the ground here at the homestead that you're not going to get anywhere else. That's amazing. And I imagine that cultivating a garden, that's an entirely different skill set than you necessarily use in the kitchen. How do you make sure that you're growing the best things for the area? I guess you have to do a little research on that. You talk to the local people that are around here, the people that know what to grow. You know, people have been here for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, since the uh, United States has been started. And these people have lived here for generations and generations, following their grandparents' footsteps through what can be grown in the area and what is the best that comes out of this ground. Because you can't get a Vidalia onion in Virginia, but you get the best Virginia apples in Virginia. So what do you do? You take that apple and you turn it into something amazing because that is what is here. That is what we can grow. A lot of science goes into it, figuring out what type of minerals comes out of the ground, especially with the natural hot springs. There's a lot of special minerals that get pulled in from the ground through the natural wells and through the natural springs that bring in a different flavor and uniqueness to the flavor of the food in the area. So beyond the apples that you just mentioned, what other things do you have in your garden? Well, we've got a lot of perennials. We're trying to keep a, a substantial garden. So things that can be grown and come back next year without us taking too much more time and just letting it naturally do its own thing is a wonderful thing. We have what, two dozen types of herbs? Yes, we're growing about 20 herbs and other vegetables, uh, including asparagus, which uh, has a unique look to it that people don't usually see. Uh, they always see the, the asparagus spear that they get from the store, but what we're growing, what people notice as a, as a bush that looks like dill, but actually that's, that's asparagus, it looks different. So it, it creates a, a teaching tool for our, for our guests as well. We're growing uh, pickling cucumbers, gold bar yellow squash, zucchini, strawberries, purple sage, green sage, uh, we grow stevia last year, which is really interesting because it has a very sweet flavor, like like sugar. We grow a lot of thyme and rosemary and basil. They mix it into our our, uh, our daily production. So is your inventory in the garden the same as when you started, or have you made adjustments as time's gone on? We've made adjustments based on things that grow well in the area and uh, and things that, that didn't do so well. For instance, our, um, uh, our strawberries didn't do very well, so we'll, we'll probably transition into something else. But our chives go very well here, and so we'll continue to harvest some chives. And for the chive blossoms, they have a really great look to the garden as well. And so I understand the chef's garden works not only as a productive garden, but as an event space, correct? Yes, that's correct. We enjoy working with our guests to use the space to demo different types of cheese. We'll make a farm cheese or a fresh mozzarella cheese, burrata cheese, all right in the garden. And using, for instance, the basil from the garden to complement the flavor of the cheese right there or, or the different herbs. Can you go a little bit deeper in that? Because I thought that cheese making involved an aging process and all of that jazz. How do you make cheese on site? So there's a few types of fresh cheese that don't need any aging. We can get mozzarella curded cheese already and make fresh mozzarella cheese with that with just hot water and salt. Using that, we can also make burrata cheese, which is another form of a fresh mozzarella cheese, where we stuff cheese inside more cheese. It's really fun to make. And ricotta cheese, in fact, doesn't need any pre-made curd at all. We, we, we can just make ricotta cheese with milk and some acid like lemon juice. So one could come to an event here and not just celebrate food by eating it, but by making it firsthand. You're absolutely right. We've hosted a couple of events where we're making cheese with, with, with folks and then, and then showing people how to create a, uh, an event like that at their home with, with different types of garnishes for, for the cheese, for instance, fresh preserves, 
grilled bread or, or, or things that are more savory, like, like uh, cured olives. And we did do a demo featuring the recipes that people can actually take home. And once you learn how to do it here, you can take it straight home to your house and make it yourself and show off to all your friends and your family. So when you're making all of that cheese, do you make sure to pair it with a proper wine? Yes, that's the fun part. We partner with many vineyards in Virginia that make wines that pair very well with our fresh cheese. I didn't know that Virginia was known for winemaking. It's, a, it's an up-and-coming wine-growing region that started to come to its own in, the, in only the last 10 years. Are there any particular varietals that take well to the area? There are. There are several vineyards in the Charlottesville area that grow a Pinot Grigio and a Pinot Noir that are absolutely delicious. And don't forget the iconic Muscadine wine and the peach and pear wines that people have been making for hundreds of years from the fresh-picked grapes out of the woods. People the world over pay a lot for bottled spring water, but here we're surrounded by natural springs. How does that influence the food and beverage? The water is very unique to the area. Uh, with the Allegheny Mountains and the runoffs from the top of the mountain all the way to the hundreds of feet below us, the water picks up special minerals and special flavors that get pumped right back up into the homestead. We pull natural water out of our well and we use it in the resort itself. And we also use the hot springs down in the spa to give you that unique sensation and feel that only you can get here. But when it comes to the food and beverage, the water itself makes it a very unique flavor and a unique cooking product. Most people don't really think of the water that runs out of your tap as a cooking product. But when it comes to the water itself, it makes the locals whiskeys and it makes the local wines special and unique with a special flavor and special notes that nobody else can ever get because of the water here. Even from boiling your pasta with a little bit of salt and coming to using making for all your cocktails and your spirits and your simple syrups that go into your drinks and the food that we make, um, the water itself gives it a special hint and a special taste that nowhere else in the world can get. I understand that you've also added an apiary. You're cultivating bees in the area. Can you speak a little to that? Sure. Uh, so the honeybee population in, across the world, and especially in the United States, has been dwindling for some time now. And we saw a great opportunity to provide honeybees with, a, with an amazing environment with so many unique varieties of wildflowers in the area to pollinate. We currently host six colonies of Italian honeybees. We picked Italian bees because they have a much more gentler demeanor than a Russian bee, for instance, which is, you know, it's great for our safety too, right? But they also pollinate a very wide variety of different plants that make it a perfect bee to, to cultivate in this area. So what are the types of recipes that we might be able to try some of this honey firsthand? So we're, we're happy to, to feature our honey this next season. We'll harvest the honey after the springtime. We'll have honey in, in our yogurt parfaits. We'll have honey butter for our cornbread biscuits. And what else, uh, Chef, do you think we'll, that we'll be doing with our honey? Well, a lot of our dressings that we make for most of our salads and almost all of our establishments or our outlets are going to be featuring a lot of the honey that comes from the bees itself. I believe down in the bake shop, we're going to be producing some sweets, some tarts, and some other glazes for other cakes and pies featured in some of our wedding cakes and maybe even some of our ice creams, our handmade, homemade ice creams that we make. So beyond the ingredients that you're actually cultivating here on property, do you have partnerships with other local farmers and purveyors? We do. Uh, we're happy to partner with a couple of farmers in Highland County for eggplant, squash, heirloom tomatoes, and we even purchase two whole lambs a week from a farmer. Although they come in with, with uh, it's just a whole lamb. And uh, our talented butchers that have been here for 
for more than 20 years. They break down the, the lamb for us that we feature on the menus in the main dining room and in Jefferson's. Something that I have been told about prior to coming here and while I've been on property is the Allegheny trout. Can you speak to that? Because it's just referred to so highly. Yes, there's a local fish uh, hatchery in Highland County where we have had a longstanding relationship with this uh, with this company. Every year we purchase tens of thousands of trout that are grown 25 miles away. It's a It's been a mainstay and a staple of our menus in the main dining room and in Jefferson's, in our banquets and everywhere else. We like to prepare the Allegheny trout with almonds and grapes and, and roasted potatoes and brown butter sauce in the dining room. And we crust it with corn and serve it with black rice in Jefferson's. We crust it with cornmeal and fry it for fish and chips. We're always having fun with more things we can do with trout. An interesting thing about the trout that actually comes from Island County is that they actually stock. They, they load up a truck and they go around all the local creeks and they actually stock that exact trout that we bring into the homestead into the lakes and the rivers around here for the local fishermen to actually go and catch and do what whatever they want to do with. So if people are interested in coming here and trying the trout, they can actually go and fish for the exact trout that we use right down the river, right out of the creeks too. So beyond food, what about cocktails? If somebody's here having a nightcap or just a refreshment at the end of the day, how do we make sure that they get a good taste of the place that they're in that way? In Jefferson's and, and also in, in the Lobby Lounge, we're happy to feature dozens of bourbons and, and whiskeys and rye that are unique to this part of the country. And uh, our bartenders are talented at making what I've heard many times as being the perfect old-fashioned and the perfect Manhattan. We also have a lot more fun with creating custom cocktails rather than classical cocktails. Right now we are featuring an adult chocolate milk made with Jack Daniels whiskey and amaretto and a chocolate bourbon syrup that is a great way to nightcap. So what are each of your favorite dishes to eat and what are your favorite dishes to make? Always a tough one. Food is such a passion for, for everyone here. Favorite dishes to cook. I love cooking the simple dishes that I learned to cook on the farm in Iowa growing up. And I love eating the dishes of the local flavors of wherever I am. At the homestead, that includes our Allegheny trout, our fried green tomatoes, our locally grown lamb, and soups and stews from the vegetables from the garden. I believe that my favorite dish to cook is not more of a dish itself, but a, a variety of culture, I guess, that we bring into the homestead. We have many people that come in for externships, internships, all across the world. India, Mexico, Spain, Peru, Colombia. Um, I've met people from Hong Kong and Japan and from Russia and Hungary and Czech. And every person brings in a unique flavor. And I'd have to say that my favorite thing to cook is something that they can teach you and something you can learn from them. But my favorite thing to eat is probably, I'd, I'd probably say a, a, a fresh picked tomato right out of the garden to be honest with you. Just a little bit of salt and call it a day. So if a guest had only a single day to spend here, how would you recommend that they spend their time? What is the cannot miss activity? I'm proud to say that our guests cannot miss our world-class barbecue that we serve in Cobra's restaurant at the Ski Lodge. I'm very proud of the barbecue that we serve there, including new to the menu this year, a vegan barbecued pork. You didn't even know if it was possible. I'd say the cannot thing to miss would have to be either the drive-in and the wow that you see when you first get here, 
or just take the time and relax with our friendly staff because I know most everybody on the property by now and everyone's got a good heart and a kind smile and they'll treat you like family when you first walk through the door to the time you leave. And what would you say your favorite secret is about the homestead? Something that someone might discover once they're here, but wouldn't know just by reading a website. Golfing on the old course is immensely enjoyable because even I can score well on it. I would probably say that the secret key to the homestead itself is the history behind it. Between the houses that were built in 1780s to nowadays with the mansions on top of the mountains, the scenic overviews that you can see from one side of the county to the other side of the county, and just the change of seasons that you get to understand and get to feel through the time here, watching the honeybees pollinate the flowers that we grow outside to watching the leaves change off the mountaintops. It's beautiful all the way around. I agree. You read about these things, but it's difficult to truly understand until you experience it. You don't get to see it until you see it with your own eyes. There's colors in the forest during the during the fall that are just not anywhere else I've ever been. Well, that's all the time that we have for now. Chefs, thank you so much for sharing your experience and insight with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Learn more about Hidden Treasures at the Homestead by listening to our entire podcast series available in the property details section of theomnihomestead.com, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For exclusive offers on the Omni Homestead and other Omni hotels and resorts, sign up online for select guests. You'll also receive perks when you stay, like free Wi-Fi and complimentary morning beverage delivery to your room beginning on your second stay. Beyond the Tower is a production of the Omni Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. The title music, Welcome to My Homestead, is written and performed by David Hill. Executive production by Lynn Swan, production by Altamira, audio engineering by Echo Dog Productions, and hosted by me, Jesse Bruton. Many thanks to all of our talented guests. For more information about how to book your next day, visit theomnihomestead.com. Thank you.